Welcome everyone, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Jenny Schwendeman, and I am the Senior Director and Associate General Counsel of Risk Management for Littler Mendelssohn. But for today's purpose, I am also a very proud member of the Littler Mendelssohn Pro Bono Committee. Every October since 2009, legal organizations across America participate in the American Bar Association's National Celebration of Pro Bono Week. This week is designed to draw attention to the need for pro bono participation and to thank the many lawyers who give their time year-round to help those who need access to justice. Littler Mendelssohn is proud of the many attorneys who dedicate their time and talent to help open the doors to justice and give a voice to those who cannot speak for themselves. This is one of the podcasts that Littler is publishing during Pro Bono Week to showcase the importance of pro bono and the many ways that lawyers can become involved. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Paul Sofer to our discussion about pro bono. Paul is an associate in our Philadelphia office who handles a variety of workplace disputes, including wage and hour, discrimination, harassment, and retaliation claims. He is also a very active member of the firm's pro bono project. Welcome, Paul, and thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jenny. Good to be with you. Paul, you're one of the many Littler attorneys that participate in a new initiative called the Law Firm Anti-Racism Alliance. Can you tell us about the mission of LFAA and what is so unique about this project? Yeah, absolutely. So the LFAA is a nonprofit organization. It's comprised of approximately 300 member law firms from across the U.S., the goal of, of LFAA is to leverage the resources and capabilities of private law firms to identify and change laws and policies that are negatively impacting communities of color and to fight systemic racism in our society. The attorneys who are members of the 300 member law firms, they devote their time um, on a pro bono basis to work on typically large scale pro bono projects aimed at advancing the goals of the organization. The projects are coordinated by LFAA staff working in conjunction with volunteer attorneys. Those projects can range from research projects, litigation projects, legislative advocacy, and in some cases, transactional counseling. That's uh, quite a collaboration and quite a mission for this project. What compelled you to become involved with uh, LFAA? Yeah, so I'm involved in the LFAA's Employment Law Working Group. What compelled me to join that group and become involved with the LFAA more broadly, I've been interested in racial justice issues and combating systemic racism since probably law school, maybe before. But in the wake of the George Floyd murder in the summer of 2020 and other events over the past 20 months or so that have cast such a stark light on issues of systemic racism in our country, I was compelled to get more involved and do something tangible and, and focus on some kind of pro bono work that focused on those issues. So I was motivated to get involved in the LFAA and the Employment Working Group, given my strong background in employment law. And as you mentioned, systemic racism touches so many different areas, whether it's healthcare, education, housing, uh, social services. From an employment law working group, what type of projects has your committee been working on uh, right now? And, and what are you doing for the employment law group? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big projects that uh, we've been working on is a research project. Um, essentially, the, the goal of the project is to identify publicly available resources for employers that address training on anti-racism and for diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives in the workplace. 
larger companies and organizations tend to have uh, more and more um, these types of trainings and initiatives, but small and mid-sized firms, um, we find less so have opportunities to put in place uh, learn about and put in place those kinds of trainings and initiatives. So we actually uh, have done a pretty extensive research project to look into publicly available resources for small and mid-sized employers to find, as I said, publicly available resources available to those uh, size firms that could either partner with organizations that offer those services, those trainings, those programs, or to actually download and access those resources in the forms of policies, presentations, videos directly with the goal of essentially exposing owners, managers, and employees of those small and mid-sized firms to those concepts and to give them access to those resources. And I know this is going to be uh, such a great opportunity to offer to other employers um, and maybe even clients of the firm. When you were working on the project, Paul, I know for a fact that you did something a little unique and enlisted uh, some help from some of our non-traditional lawyers or, or soon-to-be lawyers. Could you talk a little bit about how you managed this project and some of the folks that were involved? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Jenny, you're being modest because you were involved uh, pretty extensively as well. But yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. Um, yeah, so we we actually, it was a, a unique opportunity. We actually, we as Littler uh, and the folks involved in the employment working group through LFAA at Littler were able to enlist a lot of folks um, across offices in our firm to participate in the research project. Some of the folks that we got involved were the summer associates in about six or seven of our offices in the firm, and they were a tremendous asset. They participated. We actually, the way, I'll just talk a little bit about the process that we used to kind of set up the research project and how we enlisted these folks. So we work with our great IT group here at Littler, and they help us set up a SharePoint database to uh, actually track certain data points for the resources that we researched and identified, and actually to house the, um, the resources that were downloadable from the internet. After we set up that uh, SharePoint database, we got the help, as I said, uh, of, of summer associates and also associates, uh, some other associates uh, throughout, like I said, about seven or eight different offices um, across the firm. And those associates were assigned a geographic region to identify organizations and resources that provide this type of diversity, equity, inclusion, and anti-bias and anti-racism training. And they populated that SharePoint database with all their research findings, including the materials that they have, were able to, to access. And um, as a result, we've compiled a, a pretty substantial database with this information, uh, like I said, with the help of a lot of different people in our firm so it was definitely a group effort, and it was terrific to have all these different folks involved. Definitely a cross-collaboration effort with the other offices, and particularly exciting to get law students involved as more and more law schools uh, seem to be incorporating pro bono into their uh, regular law school curriculum. So I, I think that's a fantastic way for them to spend some of their summer time. Can you share with us uh, any insights that you have gained personally or professionally from doing pro bono work, whether it is through the LFAA or any of the other pro bono projects you've been involved with over the years? Yeah, I think for me, I think what's been most satisfying, I mean, and I'll speak specifically to this, you know, working with the LFAA, just because it's been what I've been devoted to so much recently, it's it's just satisfying to know that you're participating in something tangible to to affect change. It's it's often so dispiriting when we see news stories day after day about the you know issues of systemic racism and and social justice issues that I think definitely um, you know 
affect many of us, um, particularly myself. And in some cases, it's become so uh, frustrating that you want to throw your hands up. Uh, for me, what's been satisfying is to be able to actually do something tangible to know that you're actually working with an organization that's advancing those aims and doing something tangible to you know move the ball on those issues, which is something personally and professionally very, very satisfying for me. Speaking of professional satisfaction as well, it's been great as we discussed working with other Littler attorneys on this project, particularly those law students, those summer associates. It was great um, getting to know them and interacting with them during the course of the research project. It's been great working with you, Jenny, others associates who, who participated as well by way of lending their time to research. Jess Kraft in our Houston office uh, played a huge role in this as well. She's helping us review and analyze the, the data in particular that we, that we compiled. So it's been great just professionally connecting with others throughout the firm on this initiative, which has really you know, been great as well. And then the other piece I think is connecting with the other attorneys who are involved in LFAA and particularly employment working group, you know, the great thing is to see that there's so many other like-minded attorneys all across the country at all different kinds of firms, big, medium, and small, who are involved um, in these issues. And it's great to interact and get to know them and, and work arm in arm with them to, to advance the ball on, on combating systemic racism. I would agree. I think that is, uh, for lack of a better word, I'm just going to say it's so cool to see a group of people on a Zoom call who can sit across the table in court or who can sit across a negotiation table and be on opposite sides of the fence, but who can come together for the common good of combating systemic racism. So I, I, I just can't speak enough about LFAA, and I'm so glad that you're one of the many participants from Littler in that program. Well, Paul, I know our time is coming to an end, so I want to ask you uh, one last question, and I, I want you to think about this as your opportunity to provide a public service announcement on the benefits of pro bono, and what would you say if you were uh, asked to uh, talk to your colleagues about why they shouldn't get involved with pro bono work? Why they should get involved is because just you don't realize until you actually do it how satisfying it truly is. My public service message to my fellow attorneys is to just do it, take the plunge and commit. There's reluctance to take on pro bono work. We have a ton of demands on our time, both from a professional and, and personal standpoints. I'm well aware of it. I know that because I experienced that personally and was reluctant at many points in my career to take on pro bono work. But when you just commit to it and you do it, you realize how truly rewarding it really is and how how so worthwhile it is uh, to spend your time that way and, and devote it to, uh, you know, as the term goes, the greater good. Well, Paul, on behalf of the firm and the pro bono committee, I want to thank you for your time and talents that you give to all the pro bono efforts that are out there and for the people that you are truly helping and making a difference in their lives. And I just want to remind everyone else that as we are in the middle of ABA National Pro Bono Week, if you have questions about becoming more involved about pro bono services at Littler Mendelssohn, you can contact any of the members of the Littler Pro Bono Committee or feel free to reach out to me directly. Thanks again, Paul. Thank you, Jenny. Appreciate it.